What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Walking with the King podcast. I'm your host, Teresa King, and welcome to season three. I'm so excited for this season. Y'all have no idea. I have special guests coming, especially on this one. Wait till you hear this story, guys. But first and foremost, what is going on? It's been a long time coming. I kind of left all of y'all on a cliffhanger. Let's just say uh, everything was like a spiritual warfare. I'm good. I'm alive. I'm healthy. And um, yeah, later on this season, I'll kind of share with y'all what Robert and I have been going through and what we've been, um, not. I don't want to say dealing with, but you know, just kind of allowing God to take control over. But that will be later in the season. It will not be this episode. But this episode is going to be a good one. I have a special guest. Her name is Sarah. She and I, along with Robert, we all volunteer at the landing. That's where we got to know this girl. But, um, stick around hear her story i believe it is a very powerful story it will definitely touch a lot of people um but yeah just a fair warning we will be talking about new age occult in case y'all didn't read the title so yeah grab a snack grab some coffee or tea whatever you drink and um be prepared for a good ride i know it's a long one it's a long podcast, but trust me, you will want to stay here for the end. So without further ado, let's kick it off. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Walking with the King podcast. I'm your host, Teresa King, and today I have a very special guest. Hey. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you to say hi yet. <laughs> What's your name? I am Sarah. Sarah's in the house. So Sarah's new to the podcast. She and I, we serve at The Landing, which is the ministry that Robert and I, you know, kind of do what we do, you know. Every Friday. Every Friday night, we're there. Mm -hmm. Sarah plays the guitar. She sings a little bit. She's all right. She's all right. But I'm just kidding. You're really good. Yeah, I like to strum. (laughs) A little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, today we are, I don't know if y'all saw the title of this episode, but we are about to do some exposing today. Deep dive. Deep, deep dive. I don't know if people I don't are know how deep this. we'll go. We'll I don't find know. Out. We'll see. Let the Holy Spirit guide us because this, this is going to be intense. Uh, we just prayed right before we press record because this is a very heavy topic. And I also pray that whoever is listening to this is protected by the blood of Jesus and mm-hmm. not allow the evil spirits to kind of go out. Wow, they're really blow dry. Uh, blow, there's a, a leaf blower outside. Yeah, blow drying. <laughs> blow drying. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just pray that the Holy Spirit protects y'all as y'all hear this because this is going to be kind of intense topic, I think. We are going to expose New Age, the occult, um, sorcery, witchcraft, astrology. What else? I mean, it, it, it kind of permeates into a whole lot of areas of life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not. I'm, I don't know. We're going to find out. We're going to find out how, how far. 
Yeah. Yes. So let's get a snack, get something to drink, maybe a coffee. This is posted in the morning. So good morning to you. So yeah. Let's let's get into it. So tell me a little bit about your previous experience with New Age. No, it's funny that um, you and I haven't even really talked about We really So you don't even know what I'm going to say. Everybody tells me, because I was talking about like, oh, I want to do a podcast on New Age. And I've heard your testimony before. I mentioned it in my testimony. And you mentioned a slight bit. So the testimony test is talking about is in CR. Mm -hmm. We share our our recovery stories. And my my testimony has to do with being delivered from an abusive relationship. Hallelujah, by the way. Huh? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I am free and recovered from that. And um, anyway, and part of my journey was this um, soul searching that led me down a dark road into new age and occult practices. I need to probably not play with that while I'm talking. <laughs> she just threw a highlighter. Clapping a pin back and forth. <laughs> anyway, um, but I'm a fidgeter, so forgive me. But I mentioned in that testimony um, that I also had cut ties with occult and new age practices, but I haven't actually written out or shared my testimony as far as that experience goes. So, um, Tess is really trusting the Holy Spirit's guidance on this, allowing me to bring this up. (laughs) (laughs) I really am. But a lot of people that we know have said, I mean, they never, they didn't tell me your testimony, but they said like, you have like an experience with it mm-hmm. and that you would be like the best person to talk to about new age. Cause I was like, I want to do more research, but kind of do it like, like protectively because mm-hmm. I don't want to really dive into this just for a podcast right. and like allow the, you know, like the spirits to come into my own home. Right. Um, and then I was just thinking, like, what if, like, Sarah just joins me? I wonder if she's down. Well, it's interesting you say that because one of the things, like, as you were talking about praying protection over people is um, just this. Uh, I was praying about this earlier today as mm-hmm. far as I know there is a curiosity about it for a lot of people. Um, and that is kind of a I don't want this podcast to become a oh, I didn't know that not. I mean, yeah. it's your podcast, but you know what I mean? I don't want it to become like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. How interesting. Let's go Let's look, look into it. it. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, I don't want to point, you know, the wrong way when we're talking about this. So I'm just going to keep it real personal as far as my mm-hmm. own experience goes. Um, but yeah. And, and so the other part of that was the, the protection part of it is I've been also praying about this because this is part of my life. As yeah. far as I open the door to some demonic forces yeah um at the time maybe unknowingly at sometimes kind of daringly thinking mm-hmm. like oh well i don't know if i believe that they're really evil or not kind of thing you yeah. know so i've invited some stuff into my life in the past and i had to purposely close those doors um and do some very for my own sake and and for the faith of for the sake of stepping out of faith like practical things Mm. Like removing things from my home in order to just stop seeing them every day. Not yeah. not seeing demons. I'm sorry. Like like crystals. Yeah. Things like that that were mm-hmm. like a normal part of my decor. And it's like, well, that's not serving me anymore. So yeah. it's actually distracting. Mm-hmm. Let me throw it away and not sell it and yeah. make money off of it. But like in the dumpster kind of thing. Anyway, so I'll get into that a little bit. But um, I just want to encourage anybody that's listening that you know. First of all, greater is he that is in us than is in the world. Mm. So the whole idea is, uh, you've heard Pastor Ed at CBC talk about 
one third of the angels fell and became the demonic yeah. team yeah. in the demonic realm. But that's one third. So for every one angel, there's two angels exactly. on the other side, right? Mm-hmm. And the authority that Christ gave us when he died on the cross is that of over principalities and powers. So we as Christians covered in the blood of the lamb have absolute authority yeah. and protection. And so there's really nothing to be afraid of. It's really you do have to open the door and invite it in yeah. to have any kind of, um, you know, negative. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, and, and, you know, not to negate the, the enemy wants to discourage us and he comes at us in our mental state and things like yeah, that. Definitely. But as far as, as, you know, just talking about something as real as the new age and occult, because it is prevalent in our society right now. Oh is gosh. not necessarily opening the door and saying like, oh, I want to find out if this is real. So yeah. I just wanted to speak that encouragement of, you know, God's got you and mm-hmm. and there's we're, you're not inviting people, uh, dark stuff into your home by talking mm-hmm. about this. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Amen. <laughs> anyway, sorry if I went off on a tangent. No, no. But, that uh, needs to be said. Yeah. So my story is kind of like I went to go kind of far back. Um, I consider myself very... Um, blessed in that I grew up in a Christian home and I knew Jesus at a very young age and I had um, actually uh, the, my first experience with the Holy Spirit at the age of nine when I was like filled with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and um, had received the gift of speaking in tongues and also of seeing visions and prophesying at a oh, very young age. Wow. So that plays into this story a little bit okay. in that for one there was my first vision from the Lord was when I was um, having my first Holy Spirit experience, I saw this giant hand come out of the ceiling of a chapel that I was in and just rest right over me. It was God's hand, like I just knew it, right? And just almost audibly could hear him say, like, my hand is on your life. And I was like, a little like, oh, okay, at the time. I wasn't freaked out, I was <laughs> I mean, just like, nine. huh, okay, yeah. neat. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, I was, what does that mean? it felt full of love, like mm-hmm. I knew, it was God, and I knew it was like a really good thing. But I also was like, "Am I imagining this? I don't, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know." Mm-hmm. And then it, um, that vision was kind of confirmed by a few other people that were at that same event and had seen the same thing. And so I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, so maybe that was God," you know. Mm-hmm. So cut to years later, um, right as I was deciding to leave the Christian faith because of church hurt and mm-hmm. because of family hurt and because I lived a lot of my Christian life thinking that if I do the right things that God will reward me, which is not the point. Um, And so out of my frustration and hurt and, you know, life is hard, I blamed God for how life had turned out. And um, I remember as I was kind of consciously making this choice to step away, that he reminded me of that vision. And it almost broke me. Like I almost like went back like, okay, you know, I don't want to lose that. Mm -hmm. But... um, it was kind of like a complete ripping off and and rebelling for me to know that that kind of power was on my life and to still go, but I want to try it on my own. Mm -hmm. So that was around the age of 18. And um, I got into that abusive relationship right around that time. And so for the next 10 years, I tried to be atheist for a while, (laughs) but I had seen too many things to know that there was I God. knew there's a God. Yeah. Like I knew that there is a spiritual realm because that's funny the way you said it. I I tried to be an atheist. I really tried <laughs> because that would be in my mind at the time that would have been so much easier. 
but it was not, it was hopeless feeling for one mm-hmm. to think that nothing came from nothing and that's all that mattered. And every chemical re-synapsis re- in your brain was the only reason you felt things. Like, I was just like, that can't be It's like the pointless. end. Yeah. yeah, it was so pointless. And so my desire to understand the spiritual led me into this because I wasn't ready to reconcile with God. And unfortunately, I had a whole lot of people uh, influencing my life at the time mm. that were not pointing towards God, right? Jesus, God. Yeah. So um, anyway, so when I started, my first intro into New Age had to do with probably astrology. Mm. And I feel like that's like the number one go-to. Yeah, because it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And when you when you read a a quick synopsis of your personality based on the stars mm-hmm. that you're born under. And all of a sudden you're like, I've never felt seen like this before. Yeah. I think that's the draw. It's like this, what? I feel seen yeah. moment and maybe something makes sense. And so there was that I had several deaths in my family one year and, um, I had actually, it was because it wasn't a big part of it was because of the loveless relationship I was in. Um, I just wanted something to matter. So I had a coworker that was like, you know what you should do? You should go get a reading from my girl, mm-hmm. Grace the Psychic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like calling out straight. <laughs> Her name was Grace the Psychic. And uh, ironic. Grace, right? Great. <laughs> Not, you know what though? The, the ironic and tricky thing is so many of the people in this world, in this culture of mm-hmm. new age, really do think that they know and love Jesus. Yeah, that let's put a pin on that because I want to talk about that because I've seen that. Yes. And I'm just like, huh? Yeah, it's, it's kind of mixing truth with lies so that yeah. it is more attractive and you get to pick and choose the parts that make sense or want to feel good. Remember you know? that, babe. Robert's sitting on this side, but remember that. We're going to talk about that later. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we should write some notes down. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> I didn't write that anymore, but that is a thing. And, and so Grace, the psychic read my life up and down and I was a believer and to cut back, like I said, like when I was nine, I started having like, um, prophetic words Mm -hmm. and things, but in my church that was, there wasn't a place for a nine year old to have prophetic words. And Mm -hmm. I think that was part of the church hurt was I didn't actually go around like thus saith the Lord, yeah. <laughs> you know, repent and be I, it yeah, wasn't that kind of thing. Explain, like what prophetic is for people who don't Oh, it's know. on my list. You want to get into that now? <laughs> well at least just explain what prophetic means. Okay, a brief intro a into prophetic in the new covenant because you've heard of prophetic if you've studied the Bible or if you're listening to a Christian podcast, I'm assuming that you have mm-hmm. some in- inclination to what the Christian mm-hmm. world talks about. Um but Old Covenant prophets were there to uh, to judge people against the law that Moses and God put in place, right? To say, hey, you're not doing a good enough job or you are. Mm -hmm. And here's like a temperature taking, like you need to straighten up in order to get things back on track. New Covenant, like the law doesn't exist anymore. It was abolished and fulfilled through Christ's sacrifice. So we are all we are all seen as Christ is seen 
by God. Amen. You know, mm-hmm. so um, the new covenant prophetic is to uplift and build and encourage and call out of people the way that God sees us. Mm-hmm. So it should never feel condemning or yeah. convicting. It mm-hmm. it might inspire you to change your ways because mm-hmm. the love of God and the grace of God is so good. But um, the way that I've been taught about prophetic is like, if I look at you and see what God sees, like mm-hmm. I can't help but just tell you things that make your heart just go, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. he really loves me. Like that's yeah. amazing, you know? Exactly. And so as a young kid, it would be like kind of like words of knowledge, um, just knowing where someone had come from or what their background was or what kind of car they drove without seeing their car, that kind of like weird things. But the point in those types of words of knowledge is for God to show his people that he cares about them on an every detail kind of level mm-hmm. so that you feel seen. Yeah. Which, like I said, I felt you feel seen when you read astrology or yeah. get a psychic reading. And that's because it's always down to the T. Right. But that is God's desire is for us to know that we matter. Yeah. So that desire comes from him. Mm-hmm. We fulfill it in illegitimate ways. Yes. Right. So I got my first psychic reading around age 22. And it was freaky, freaky accurate. And um, one thing I will say is all the psychic readings I got throughout my process, they never told me that the love, the abusive love I was experiencing was bad for me. Mm. Never once. Whoa. Um, so that, I don't know, that was not something I planned on saying, but it's just noticing, like it was always, oh, just, you know, if you do this, then he will step up if you just like a little red flag with a little red flaggy but that's what i mean like i don't that's not god's desire for you so it's just interesting like the way that it sucks you in and yet does not actually help Mm. anything so um cut to um after my son was born i started and I wasn't super, super involved in it. At the time, I just was starting to believe it. I started watching shows about psychic mediums and stuff. And I started saying kind of out loud, I wish I could do that. I wish I could just see and, yeah. and know things. And, he, you know, like I, I was a believer in it. I was like, man, I wish I had that gifting, right? Mm-hmm. So then I started getting kind of weird glimpses. Like I would feel like something was there or, or start noticing kind of ghosty type things and I didn't know what that was right okay so let's get deep dive right (laughs) I'm like my uh (laughs) I had I once again had my grandmother who was one of my she was my favorite grandparent and we were very close she passed away at the end of 2015 and then a co-worker of mine passed away of a drug overdose in early 2016 and I was just like, and my marriage, which yeah. we were married by then, yeah. But um, it was just falling apart. It was not good. And so once again, I was seeking help. And I found a psychic fair in town where a bunch of people go. Mm-hmm. And they do readings for a small fee, right? And I talked to a medium for the first time. And I remember being like, she has to tell me something super specific for me to believe this stuff. And she did. So I signed up to take classes to become a psychic medium myself. And I spent probably $3,000 of the course of two years to take these classes and get like hours and training. 
And by the end of it, I was doing psychic readings on other people. And um, yeah. How it, old were you? Oh, this was in, this is just a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> this was in my late, mid to late 20s. Okay. Yeah. I am 35 this year. I will be 35 in a few months. So um, I just dove right into that world. I, I, threw, I threw so much money down that drain and um, bought all the crystals, all the sage, all the, oh. you know. Um, I was just, it's like all of my friend base was based on this mm. world as well. Um, my husband did not, my husband at the time did not believe in it or appreciate it. <laughs> But it kind of kept me from being in, on his case about stuff, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I fully opened the door to a lot of stuff. And for a couple of years, it felt like it was all love and light mm -hmm. and um, all in good, uh, you know, let's take care of our people. Like nothing bad's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't understand why this was frowned upon. Um because it just felt good. Now, yeah. looking back, I can analyze a whole lot where <laughs> I know that I got my identity out of that gifting. And that's the one thing I wanted to talk about too okay. when you're bringing up prophecy. But it's my entire identity was based on my ability and how well I performed within mm -hmm. this realm. And what was frustrating was the fact that my life was still falling apart, even though you're doing, I was supposed stuff. to be psychic yeah. <laughs> like, and it would be so frustrating. And I would be like, you know, and the, you know, people, you would call them skeptics if they didn't believe in it, but it would just be like, Oh, you're a psychic. Well then how did you not know? So-and-so was cheating on you or something mm -hmm. like that. It's like, Oh, well I probably knew, but that's doesn't take a psychic to figure that out. <laughs> It's just in complete denial. Oh my God. <laughs> you know? But um, yeah, so while I was still very much immersed in this world, I, I did eventually, well, the marriage fell apart more and more and got more abusive. And I, um, we did go through separation for a while and I dated and just was not living a Christian lifestyle for a couple years there. Mm. And, but feeling fully, feeling fulfilled in my self like I really it kind of became a complete idol like mm. I felt like I don't know I just had the image of like Nebuchadnezzar come to my mind where it's just like I am legit like I just had this like nobody can touch me like mm. I dare you to mess with me kind of feeling because I would mess up something at work and then get to charge somebody like $300 to come to my house. And so I could tell them how to live their life. Like, yeah. you know, it's psychotic in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, anyway, so <laughs> it kind of seemed to me like it was working for a little while. And when it stopped working was when stuff started getting real. And I feel like that's kind of the point here is that when the enemy wants to grab a hold of you, it's never the obvious Thing, the obvious sin mm -hmm. or the obvious snare like you know it's a very wily get you hooked kind of thing it's like yeah. when you talk about like the the phrase people throw out too often but it's about like with drug dealers the first taste is free like there's no there's no uh 
skin in the game at first. Yeah. You know, until you get vulnerable and trust it. And then it asks something of you. Mm. So um, that's kind of how it started happening. I started practicing things like manifestation and the law of attraction. Mm. And again, it would be frustrated because I'm doing all the things and yet feeling depressed and suicidal at the same time. Mm -hmm. And to be told, and that's the opposite of the gospel of grace is like that it's my fault that it's not working because I should be able to overcome this. Leona, like Mm -hmm. it puts all of the power in me versus the God of the universe. Right. So, um, I got involved with some friends that they didn't have. And so they didn't have the covering that I had. Cause like I said, I, I experienced the Holy spirit from Mm -hmm. a very young age and I do believe his hand was on my life the entire time because it protected me from a lot of things. Um, I didn't have a lot of the same scary experiences that I saw people have. And that would start making me kind of doubt, like if they were truthful about it, because I was like, well, that didn't happen to me. What are you talking about? You know, mm-hmm. I don't see that. And I really think now it, it was that God, I had God's hand on my life. Yeah. So um, one of my friends in particular um, really got more into the witchcraft side of it, doing spells and just unquestionable, like not unquestionable, pretty questionable things. And she would be like, well, why don't you try this? And I'd be like, that just doesn't sit right with me. Like Mm -hmm. it just wouldn't sit in my spirit well. And after a while it got to where I would get like a really sick feeling in my stomach every time she was around, Mm. like immediately. And I believe now that was a spirit that she carried with her Mm -hmm. that disagreed with the spirit that still in you was in me yeah and so it 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 was kind of this undoing through this relationship with her um and then for me the final straw was when um well I had just a a couple other friends that were having these darker experiences and one point I did kind of kind of say something internally or like my spirit was kind of like I don't know if I believe this, but show yourself if, if it's real kind of thing. And that was my first real obvious encounter with a full fledged demon. Mm-hmm. And sorry, we're going so like oh, dark no, right I'm, now. I'm hooked, are you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope you guys are ready for this, <laughs> but it was like without a doubt, like I could no longer pretend it was just this little fairy spirit. Like, yeah. It was like a, a full fledged, like attacking demon demon and my instinct in that moment when that happened was I literally just yelled Jesus like I I was like get out of here in the name of Jesus and I yelled it and like the girl that was with me she saw dude it's like it's like this heavy thing that was blocking this door we couldn't open literally went up and like out of the house and I was shaking after that I was like oh this is real like, <laughs> oh, maybe this is like something really maybe serious. Maybe I don't want to mess with this anymore. <laughs> it still took my stupid head like two more years to finally cut ties with it mm. after all of that. But that's when I started going like, I don't think it's all love and sunshine and rainbows. And like, cause that's the common thing here is love and light, love and light, love mm-hmm. and light. Namaste. Yeah. You know? And I was like that, that was not 
any creature from the light. There's like, there has to be a good and evil. Mm -hmm. Like half of the confusion I had when I was practicing this stuff was this idea of there is no such thing as wrong or right, good and evil. It's that's duality. It's yin yang. It's, it's, you have to have both sides of the coin. And so da da da. But then how do you reconcile the evils of the world? Like child molestation and murder and, and you know, just people being harmful towards one another. Like, there's something driving that you can't just say that it's all yeah necessary it's not mm-hmm. and anyway so yeah there you go that was like a long <laughs> one thing i want to say before we like go forward is like one thing that just came into my mind whenever you kept saying like everything is supposed to be good and light like everything's supposed to be like like peace and love and all this stuff but like it literally says in the bible that the demon is literally disguised as an angel yes, of light wolf in sheep's clothing yes. yes no lucifer is very familiar with what light looks like exactly yes he was an angel he was in heaven yeah he was there yeah mm-hmm. so like a lot of it like i talked about earlier our desire to be seen is from the lord right all of this stuff is copycats it's mirror smoke yeah. and mirrors images like the the devil hasn't created a single thing in his yeah. existence he distorts and copycats yeah. creation so all of these things that we're drawn to as far as like you know natural elements the whole draw to paganism which worships the earth mm-hmm. rather than it worships creation rather than the creator yeah it's of course we're drawn to the earth the beauties of the earth god made it for us we're supposed to be enjoying it like Mm -hmm. and using it the way that he intended to but we're putting the emphasis on the Mm -hmm. thing rather than the person that gave us the thing yeah you know and yeah so the imitation of love it's huge theme huge theme Mm -hmm. this whole thing like absolutely yeah, so like recently, um, I went to a business trip in Dallas, and we, I'm the only Christian in my office, which is fine. It's weird because we work for a Catholic institution, but that's different. Anyways, well, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm the only Christian there. So they wanted to go to a, um, like a store and I'm like okay cool whatever I'm down for whatever you know so we're we're going to the store we walk down and I think it was called like earthlings I don't know something that has to do or earthbound should have been a red flag probably should have known from the name probably should have known (laughs) but I was just like you know kind of in la la land so I walk in and then immediately what I see is nothing but crystals and you know, I have some people in the office that really love crystals, really into all of them are actually really into the whole occult and astrology and all that fun stuff, quote unquote, um, fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I walk in and I'm like, OK, cool. Like this is this is how it's going to be. So I looked around and I'm seeing like more like astrology stuff, like bags that has like like Pisces on it like okay cool and then I look at the shelf and I literally I'm literally looking at a spell book Mm -hmm. and it's literally like a whole book on manifestation and all this stuff and I'm just like oh okay cool I'm gonna leave like I immediately like left and good for you honestly they did not even notice that I was gone for like another 20 minutes like they were in that 
store for like half an hour and I just like called Robert and I was just like like I'm struggling like Mm -hmm. I was already struggling because like I felt like they were being they were attacking me on my faith and they put me on the spot a lot and hallelujah for the holy spirit to like really like pour into them provoking you kind of thing or i'm sorry like were they provoking you like yeah like we had like a conversation about like and like i mean it i don't blame them for like trying to say something about it because like i mean at home robert and i talk about god all the time like Mm -hmm. it's literally 99.9 percent of the things that we talk about on yeah (laughs) (laughs) we really do like we just love jesus in this home we i mean look at in front of us we have nothing but christian books Mm -hmm. so like we we really do prioritize god in this home so it was weird being on like an overnight business trip and literally be talking but nothing but like secular things mm-hmm. which is there's something wrong with it but it 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 drained my spirit and like i just felt so attacked spiritually i was just like an emotional mess and i was just like talking to robert i was like i don't know what to do anymore like i am just so drained spiritually like i just need to go to the the hotel room and i did like i left them they did whatever they wanted to do Mm -hmm. i went back to the hotel and i literally spent the whole time just like reading my bible and journaling and i spent the whole time just like you know praying in my prayer journal and just like writing to god like you know just to kind of help me get through this business trip but like i guess like the main reason why i'm talking about it is because like like with you and your friend Mm -hmm. like there wasn't something that sit well with you whenever she was in the room right i feel like i was gonna bring that up yeah, yeah like i feel like the holy spirit just really shows you like hey like you're not supposed to be here yeah you're not supposed to be in this place and like i mean the first thing i did i didn't even tell them anything i just zipped i bounced and i because you don't really owe them an explanation when you don't have an intimate relationship with them you know like i like i'm not gonna lie like i did cry like i was crying huh sorry i was like that was a boundaries plug sorry (laughs) (laughs) um no but i was crying because Mm -hmm. i was really battling spiritually you know and it's not like i was like questioning god or whatever it was just like how am i going to still be me Mm. with people who don't accept you accept me Mm -hmm. because like you know we passed by this um theater downtown it was literally called ghibli theater and it literally said jesus is lord Mm -hmm. and there one of the girls was like look Teresa, look this is perfect for you right hallelujah but she said it like really weird and i was like hallelujah amen jesus is lord like you know just kind of minding my own business and being like okay like that's not going to hurt me yeah like just because you're gonna attack me through jesus doesn't mean it's gonna hurt me i think that's a perfect example of what jesus meant when he said turn the other cheek or right they say something to be like dig at you mm-hmm. and your response is literally like you're right that is perfect for me i really appreciate that yeah. sign thank you jesus for putting that sign there i mean it might at the time come across snarky to them yeah but it's not going to be easily forgotten either they're yeah. like oh well, she could have been really rude or she could have taken that offensively and said she was just like, yeah, I do like that. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm just like, like when's the know? next show? Like, I want to go. Exactly. Like, just kind of going with the punches and literally, like, going with the punches. Yeah. Like, every single time. Like, I, Robert could testify with this because, like, I would text him, like, this is what they're saying. This is what they're doing. Like, I literally... This was a week before our two-year anniversary of being sober. Mm-hmm. And Which, congratulations, by the way. You. Big thank accomplishment. You. Both yes. of y'all. Amazing. But I literally had a coworker offer me a sip of his drink. Yeah. So I'm like... I'm like dude like i mean it's the, no the devil's not no hiding. coincidence today the the <laughs> several different people in my work mentioned something about oh we need to get some healing crystals in here we need to sage this place and i'm just sitting there going Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like satan you funny. trying when you're trying this? so hard <laughs> wait when was this today oh you know the devil already knew he that. tried because i almost last night i had another one of those just like he was just on me like telling me all the things that i no, are not true about me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was having a moment of, I thought I had overcome the spirit of anxiety and depression. And and here I am struggling last night, like I was having to talk to somebody on the phone just to like keep yeah. my feet on the ground. And I almost wanted to cancel tonight. I was like, no, no, today's important. Yeah. You know? The so, fact that your coworkers were talking about crystals mm-hmm. and you're literally here today mm-hmm. talking and exposing it. Like, it's like, okay the devil like i get it like you're over here trying to scheme some things but you can at least be a little bit more like less just like obvious yeah like but i think that's the point like he he it's all done in mm -hmm. innocence and fun and games yeah um light-hearted jokes here and there Mm -hmm. so that you don't recognize it Mm -hmm. when it's coming yeah and and it's just yeah that's just his way of like Oh, it's not that big of a deal. Why are you worried about it? It's going to be fine. Yeah. But that discernment of the spirits, that's what you're feeling when you're like uneasy in a yes. shop, right? And that's actually one of my mm-hmm. spiritual gifts is... It's spirit. a hard one. It is. But like, I mean, I walked in and I mean, like I knew in a way, like like passing by this store, it still gave me an uneasy uneasy feeling Mm -hmm. and i'm just like okay but like everybody else is here so it's like um what was i saying (laughs) okay like i knew automatically Mm -hmm. like something wasn't right with this store but like me being the only one being the oddball out i'm just like oh like would it really hurt me and like the fact that i walked in and then like just see the crystals it's like the holy spirit saying yes it, it will it won't I know it won't hurt me, mm-hmm. but it will. But you don't need it. I don't need it. I feel like, so that's what I was thinking earlier. First, when you were telling your story about this business trip, I was thinking about how it was like going to like Christian camp and everything. It's so easy to, I heard this analogy today of it's so easy to swim fast when you're going downstream. Mm-hmm. And so if you're in like a, a bubble, as mm-hmm. we called it at Christian camp, where everybody is faith filled and everybody wants more of God oh man, yeah, my faith is strong right now. Mm -hmm. Then you go back home and it's not that way and your faith is tested and all of a sudden your muscles feel weak, Yeah, you know? And I think that's kind of a little bit of the experience. Like when you have the safe place at home that Mm -hmm. you've developed with your husband where you get to talk about all the revelations God's putting on your heart and it's Mm -hmm. safe to talk about it and it's exciting and it's Mm -hmm. life-giving and nobody else in the world seems to get it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's hard mm-hmm. to like 
to keep going at the same pace. It doesn't mean that you've lost the conviction or anything. Yeah. It's just a different pace and it can feel like you're going upstream. Yeah. Like it's requiring more muscles. That's why it's draining, right? Mm -hmm. So there's two things like you're getting drained because it's literally requiring more of you yeah. to stay afloat. But the other part of it is that gift of discernment. So like the conviction of the Holy Spirit is not a, how dare you shame on you for doing bad things? It's, hey, you are the righteousness of God and yeah. you, are above this like yeah. this no longer has any part of your life like mm -hmm. you you don't align with that yeah it feels icky yeah. to you because you are so different from it so mm -hmm. it yeah that like almost sick feeling from yeah. just being around something it doesn't mean that it's making you sick mm -hmm. or that it's affecting you long term or getting sticky residue or anything like that necessarily like it mm -hmm. can if you let it side note but <laughs> it doesn't mean that it has any power or authority yeah. on you yeah. it's just that your spirit is so pure and in tune with what god wants for you that it's not it yeah and it feels gross and so that's how we are able to go and sin less yeah throughout our lives because we don't even desire that stuff anymore exactly. it doesn't even sound good it's like when you stop drinking soda for a long time and then you have your first taste of soda and you're like, like look yeah <laughs> it just exactly. tastes like syrup <laughs> like <ew>. i know <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like kind of funny in the same way because like all of this happened in one day mm -hmm. and then all of this was happening the week before like our two year mm -hmm. sober date. Like um, we actually ended up getting baptized that next I Sunday. That. So it's like everything was like already like God already knew what was going to happen. And like, I guess the devil sensed it and was like, what if I do this? Maybe this will pull the her. rug out from under her real quick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I think one of the things, cause I, cause like, I was like thinking like, I like how you said, I don't owe these people explanations. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to tell them why I left. If they hear this, oh well, but like, I didn't have to tell them the reason why and I didn't mm -hmm. like one of the one of my girls like one of my friends she was like like hey like are you okay and I'm just like spiritual stuff mm -hmm. she was like oh I get it and I was like Jesus spiritual stuff like Holy Spirit and she, spiritual she might stuff. get it though. Yeah. like I think you'd be surprised how often it's like all of the I can just picture all of them in that shop kind of feel in the same way like well I got to go along with this mm -hmm. and at least one of them being jealous that you had the guts to like step out yeah maybe maybe because I think I'll give I'll give her the benefit of the doubt but she was the one that was like ooh, like with all the crystals yeah because so, it's uncomfortable yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know I've been that girl that goes too hard to prove that I'm normal mm. you know yeah Lord God, forgive me for automatically judging. No, him. I don't mean it that way. <laughs> no, no, I no. Mean, but like, like, um, I forgot what I was even talking about. <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't owe them an explanation. And they still ask me, like, you know, are you okay? Is everything going okay? And, you know, I still didn't tell them what was going on just because I didn't think that they were going to understand me. Mm -hmm. And, um, when it comes to, you know, the Holy Spirit, like just really guiding me that like I was texting Robert, like all of this stuff, like all of these blows after blows after blows and, you know, later coming in, okay, we're getting baptized, you know, like fast forwarding, we got baptized. We hit our two year anniversary on being sober. Mm -hmm. Um, we're just being blessed after blessed after blessed and, 
it's just I don't know I don't know what I was really going with that but like it all kind of like happens for a some it, obviously like things happen for a reason I don't know if it's really is that biblical I'm pretty sure I mean sure. so you're I don't know if this is where you're going but it reminds me of kinda, I'm like kind of lost in my thoughts right now that's okay um <laughs> So it's kind of like, I have two thoughts on what you're saying. And I, again, I don't know if this is where you're going, so forgive me. But one of them is like, if you didn't have this discerning spirit, it wouldn't have stuck out as a memory for one. Mm. So it's kind of a clarifying experience in itself. Okay. Okay. Um, pointing out how far you've come for one, in my opinion. But like you said, this is on the cusp of a week where you were having this huge celebration yeah. of victory mm -hmm. in Christ. And that pisses the yeah. enemy off. So anything he can do to kind of make you feel weird about it, make you feel like it's not enough or not not cool or whatever, is he's gonna it's kind of sad to see how he throws a tantrum like a child sometimes. Yeah. Like his attempts are pretty weak at times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he's just like, Neh. it's like that doesn't affect me anymore, bro. Try again, you know. <laughs> not, not you know, not trying to dare the devil to try again, but you know what I mean? Like sometimes his tactics that used yeah. to work on you just don't anymore. Yeah. And so you're seeing him floundering, yeah. trying to get your attention somehow. Yeah. It doesn't work anymore. So it makes complete sense to me that the week before all this good stuff was happening where yeah. God's reminding you how far you've come yeah. that the enemy would be like, well, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. It, it shouldn't, it, bleh, you're not that, you know, that you're not that special, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I remember what I was Okay, say. good. <laughs> it had nothing to do with what you said. But <laughs> I thought I could ramble while it. you figured it out. <laughs> no, but the reason what, and it's kind of moving towards like our next topic that I want to discuss, but immediately like i like was calling robert he was pouring love into me and like you know that's the cool thing about having a husband mm -hmm. as an accountability partner is because like not only is he gonna love me and like do everything he can to like pour into me mm -hmm. but like he's also pouring in christ to me yeah. and like bringing me up to where i need to be and being in recovery he knows what not exactly. to say exactly <laughs> exactly but you know i was like praying about it and I was like writing my journal, looking in the scripture. And I was just like, what? Cause you know, like that girl, she, she does come from a Christian family. So I, you know, I should give her the benefit of the doubt. Um, but I was like thinking like what it makes crystals so fascinating. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't, I don't care for crystals. I know what they are. I know the the lying image that they're trying to portray, mm -hmm. okay? But I was like, what makes it to where people are like, oh, I need to have these crystals? So I Googled it, and I was like, why are crystals so important? And, and I also put, like, biblical truths about it. Right. Little did I know, and I looked in the Bible too, but, like, a lot of the crystals are actually makes up in the gates of heaven mm -hmm. and it's just like okay now i get why people would automatically go for crystals because mm -hmm. it's supposedly the same crystals that are in heaven it's it tends to, like we talk about like revelation yes when it's describing the throne of god yes, and, but like of yeah. course like how you were saying earlier people love to twist the bible well 
the enemy. Yeah. Takes everything that God has created and tries to make it about himself. Exactly. So he takes the things from scripture Mm -hmm. and goes, well, now Jasper is no longer the color of, I can't remember exactly. I should have tried to read that scripture before I came over. But I know that Jasper's mentioned in Revelation when it's talking about the throne of Christ. It's like this rainbow of can you Google over the scripture on? I'm talking to but yeah, but so now that the new age culture is that green stones and jasper are. I'm trying to think. Jasper's red or green? Green. I think it's green. Yeah, it, the green stones represent the heart chakra, which is all about love. And so, if you want to manifest love and healing, you got to get green stones. Also, with a side note, mm-hmm. also with the manifestation, I almost got hit by a truck mm-hmm. in Dallas. The same business trip. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. And, like, I was telling my coworker about that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this other car tried, like, almost hit us, too. So I'm like, whoa. Like, and we're in the right-of-way, by the way. Mm-hmm. We're in the right-of-way. People are just crazy You weren't just drivers. running over curbs that time? Mm, they were turning while we were crossing over. I'm just messing Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> but, um, okay. Um, no, but I was like oh my gosh like all these people are trying to run us over run me over or something like that and my coworker, one of the other co-workers was like oh you're trying to manifest that mm. poo poo mm-hmm. and i was like oh i don't believe in that and he was like what i'm like i don't believe in manifestation and he was like but it's real i'm like just because it's real doesn't mean that it's something that i'm going to practice right exactly exactly anyways sorry no but that's a good point Ah. <laughs> uh, I Did you close it already? She's gonna got the scripture from Revelation. I am. Jaspers are considered in. Um, op- what the, what's that word? Let um, me see. I can't read. <laughs> Jaspers are considered an opaque variety of chalcedony stones. I don't know. Chalcedony. I don't know. It's a hard word. Yeah. Well, yeah. Emerald green. Emerald green. All those things. But that's just like a really good example of the nature that got created yeah. being distorted and used. And a, it's like every single thing else, like sex. Mm-hmm. Now there's pornography. Yeah. Like the lowest form mm-hmm. of that thing. And it has a grip hold yeah. on our entire generation, mm-hmm. like and before and after. And it, it's just that kind of stronghold yeah. because we, as humans, keep think, think, thinking it's harmless and therefore giving it more power. Mm-hmm. So crystals are the same. We have this desire to have authority over our lives, to like to know what's coming, to make things happen the way we want them to happen. And so we put our trust in things like crystals or incantations or meditation or manifestation and all of those things end with Asian and that wasn't on purpose. But, <laughs> but if we just go back to the basics mm-hmm. where it's like God gave us authority, God yeah. gave Adam authority over the entire world. Seriously. And he handed that over to Satan mm-hmm. and said, here, now Satan is the God of this earth. Yeah. Like that's biblical. He is mm-hmm. the God of this world. Mm-hmm. But we have the authority over him when we step into our righteousness in Christ. Amen. So the things that we desire mm-hmm. are from God. Yeah. We just keep looking in the wrong place. For yeah. It. 
And I think that's coming into like the next thing is, is like um like biblical truths when it comes to like the occult astrology and all that stuff because a lot of people you know the devil uses the um I forgot the word, but anyways, like pretty much he loves to twist and turn mm-hmm. the Bible to where people could pick and choose mm-hmm. what they believe in the Bible and what they don't believe in the Bible. And by the way, like the Bible is the truth. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to change that. That's no, just a side note. Satan used the Bible to try to tempt Jesus. Exactly. Like, it's his, he's really good at it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, you can't pick and choose the Bible. It's either you read the Bible and live that truth or you just don't believe in it, period. Mm. Because everything is from the word of God. But um, one of the things is like one of the girls I go to school with, she loves astrology. That is her money, pretty much. She, and it's funny because like there's a TikTok or Instagram reel or whatever it is. And it's like, when people ask me what my sign is, I say the cross and oh. like all this stuff. It, it's really funny TikTok, but it's so true. Like every time someone asks me like, oh, what's your sign? And I was like, the cross. That's a good answer. Yeah. And they're like, wait, what? I'm like, I don't believe in it. Like, yeah, I believe in Jesus Christ, you know? And she Not said, and she said, and she's a Catholic. That's, I'm not going to get into the Catholicism, Catholicism. That's a different thing, but she's Catholic and she's like, you know, if God created the stars, shouldn't we pay attention to the stars? Like, look at the wise men. Because of the stars, the wise men were able to find Jesus. I'm like, yes, because God does talk to you in a way for you to understand him. Mm -hmm. They were astronomers, not astrologists. Mm -hmm. They're two different things. And if you want to go into the Bible about astrology, it literally tells us to stay away from astrology. Mm-hmm. But like literally with the word astrology. But anyways, like they were astronomers. They mm-hmm. studied the stars. Right. They didn't worship and the stars. And stars were the signs of the season and mm-hmm. the changes to come on the planet. Things like that. But not in a, <laughs> we were to find love next month. Yeah. <laughs> kind of way. And it's like... I was like, and I told her straight up because like, you know, she does believe in Christ. She does believe in Jesus. I'm like, you are messing with some tricky stuff. This isn't something that God is calling us to be in communication with. Like we're not supposed to be practicing worldly things. And like her mindset is like, well, if God created the stars, shouldn't we pay attention to them? And I told her what you said, like, not if you are literally trying to just like, plan out your life according to the yeah the science maybe talk to the guy that made the stars yeah and she'll worship the guy that who created the stars when, yeah when yeah. i was deep diving into the word because i my journey out of that world and going back to christ was like this gentle <laughs> a little bit at a time okay god you're gonna have to show me because this is hard it was my identity and and i just didn't want to lose myself again because i felt like i had already and um so I just kind of dove into the world and, and I just remember reading in scriptures about King Saul and his whole journey and demise, honestly, where every battle he fought, first he sought out the will of the Lord, right? And there were, there were rituals, which again, humans like rituals. Yeah. I mean... God gave his people rituals. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that rituals themselves are bad. It mm-hmm. kind of puts you, it's almost like worship service mm-hmm. puts you in a, 
a space of focus and yeah. and uh, reverence, right? Yeah. It's not that rituals are bad. Yeah. It's when you worship the wrong things, the, the ritual itself, yeah. or think that it makes you somehow divine. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyways, but every battle that Saul would go into, and I'm doing this off memory. I haven't read this in a while, but I remember just thinking about this so much when I was trying to understand what role this spiritualism had in Christ because I was like, I know this is real because mm-hmm. I've done it. I have sat across from a stranger and told him the exact song his mom sang to him while he was a baby and he wept because it was like, I haven't heard that song in like 40 mm-hmm. years. You know, there are things I could name people that had, you know, by name someone, her she had lost her son when he was like two years old and he would have been 15. And I was like, there's like a 15 year old boy standing right next to you. I'm not trying to freak y'all out or like be like, but there are spirits that know things and they whisper in your ear. Oh yeah. So I was trying to find like, God, how does that exist within your will? Because Mm -hmm. there's something that was drawing me to that kind of knowing people. And long story short, after two years of like deep study and and submission to pastoral authority and, you know, repentance and all this other stuff, um, I do know that that's God's desires for his people to know that he loves them and deeply and cares about all the details. And so there are times like prophetic ministry where he will just drop your jaw to the floor because he's like, you think you don't matter to me? Watch this, you know, and it's beautiful, but it's not about the gift and it's not about the the person with the gift. It's Mm -hmm. really literally about God ministering to his person and using that prophetic person as a tool Mm -hmm. or, you know, a channel kind of like channels, the wrong word when we're talking about new age stuff, but, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but like he's using, he's using a willing vessel to open your mouth. So anyway, I kind of sidetracked there, but my point was with Saul is that at first he was under the, he would submit his, um, self to Samuel, the prophet and would seek out the Lord's will every time by doing the spiritual rituals at the temple and finding out what the Lord's will was like, how are we going to go about this? Is this the battle you want us to lose? After a while, he got a little proud and started thinking, I can do this without Samuel. Mm-hmm. I can do this without da da da. Let me just cut to the chase and throw the dice or whatever it was that he would do. I, I, I would find myself wondering, was he using a pendulum? Was he using, throwing dice? Was he you know, yeah. using divination of some kind? Was he pulling cards? It doesn't say that in the Bible, but I, I imagine there are many ways that you could get he to tried, an answer, yeah. right? And that's when he fell out of grace with the Lord. And the final straw was, I mean, there's times that he would just flat out go and do it. And he'd be like, what, what's wrong? I, I, I did the, the sacrifice and I, and I asked, you know, the question and da da da. And God's like, I wasn't in that. You mm-hmm. took me out of it. And his final straw was when after Samuel had passed away, he sought out a medium to bring up the spirit of Samuel. And that one got me. Cause I was like, so the Bible doesn't say that it's not real. The yeah. Bible doesn't say that it was a demon pretending to be Samuel. It says it was Samuel. So this is real mm-hmm. and I'm not imagining it, but it doesn't say that it's good. Yeah. It says you should not have done that. Mm-hmm. And that is a theme throughout scripture. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. It is not always for your benefit. Exactly. You know, and there are things, and I think that's one of the biggest revelations as a, person committing their life to Christ is he's not asking me to stop being living this lifestyle, you know, getting drunk, being promiscuous. Mm-hmm. Even my own struggle is with my language. I still struggle with cursing sometimes. <laughs> he's not doing it to be like, 
I don't want you to have fun. I don't want you to experience exactly. fun things. It's literally for my protection mm-hmm. and because he wants good things. And I have more room for good things when I take all that other stuff out and stop pretending and, and substituting for the false thing. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't remember where I was going with that. But yeah, for some reason, the story of Saul rocked my world when I was coming out of this. Mm. And, and yeah, because I think part of my hesitation was always that I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could talk to anybody in the Christian world about any of this because you don't know what they're going to have, you know? And especially when it comes to, you know, a cult new age, a lot of people, a lot of Christians don't know Mm -hmm. about it. They, I mean, I think it's a little scary sometimes. Yeah, it is. And it is because, like, you know, you could be potentially messing with some really scary stuff. And the fact that you, like, like kind of said, like, a little disclaimer, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, like, that wouldn't really hurt me. and But, like, it is a, a very, very sensitive topic when it comes to, you know, a lot of Christians because simply over the facts because when they hear the occult new age sorcery witchcraft um all of that stuff they automatically see like it's demonic which it is so a lot of people don't like to mess with it and like whenever i was growing up mostly all i did was you know astrology that was like the only thing that I was semi-familiar with, I did say like, you know, oh yeah, I'm a Libra, like I'm so Libra or I'm a cusp between a Libra and a, I I don't even know what it is anymore, but like, you know, like Robert, like it was a quote unquote Gemini. So I was like, oh yeah, Libra's and Gemini, like blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, She's really hard. You can only imagine how far I went into that. (laughs) (laughs) But like, that was like one of the main things. And I remember like having like the astrology app of like everyday horoscopes game, like poured into me. And I remember my dad telling me like, this isn't of God. And I'm like, okay, like, it's yeah, chill not, out. You're so uh, paranoid. <laughs> well, like, like honestly, that's what exactly I was thinking. I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it's okay. Like, but like, if like how you were, like, you never know when it's going to be too much to where you're literally in contact with a demon. Right. You, you could like literally keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing to where you were an actual medium and using the demonic spirits to literally tell you exactly what song to be singing to this boy to, in order for him to be crying. Right. So it's like you could keep pushing and keep pushing it to where you're just in a situation like you where you're just like yelling out on the top of your lungs, Jesus, because that's the only thing left for you to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there were two things like we kind of spoke about this before we started recording, but it's like I do think that's why this type of topic is hard to do. We don't have a crowd here. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, yeah. I'd wonder what it would be like if we were in front of like the church right. this conversation but because there are two i think extremes and there's the fear of like oh don't bring that around here mm-hmm. i don't want to talk about that i don't want to I, I mean honestly a lot of us don't want to believe it exists we we're happy in our bubble of jesus loves me this i know mm-hmm. the bible tells me so everything's yeah. fine <laughs> or more commonly i believe at least in our generation is it's hard to face how much i'm already entrenched in this mm-hmm. yeah. without the how many how many compromises I have already made mm-hmm. 
thinking it's harmless and that's the conviction that goes ill like you're just being you're just you're being too uptight about it like i don't want to hear that and i get it i've been there yeah but i think that's what makes it hard is like you yeah you could lose some friends over just holding fast to like uh, that has no place in my life but i remember now this is with a recovery group so it could be, and you know, I think it, it's all about personal conviction on some level. I don't like, I don't like that as a cop out, but if like you had never touched anything with new age and didn't know yeah. that a crystal had anything to do with new yeah. age, it's just a pretty rock. Yeah. And you're like, Ooh, this is so pretty. Exactly. I want to collect more of these. I got one of her every rainbow color because I like the rainbow because that's God's promise. And that's exactly. fine. Well, to me, I know which chakra they align with. And they don't belong in my house. Exactly. So like there was a time I went out for a birthday dinner and somebody had these um, affirmation cards and they were trying to give one to each person. And I had to just not because I wanted them to feel bad and I wasn't about to correct them. But I was like, not for me. Mm-hmm. I don't pull cards anymore. Sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. And I didn't make a big deal out of it. It was just one of those moments like, where I'm like, no, nope, I think this is my new reality. I'm not going to open that door back up because I have slammed mm-hmm. it shut so hard. Yeah. You know, and. Of course, I, I, in that moment, want to pray that they are not seeking that also elsewhere. Yeah. But I, I can't speak for them. Yeah. I can only speak for me. And if and when they go, why? Then that's my opportunity to be like, well, mm-hmm. you don't understand how far I've come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But, yeah. Like, um, going back into the whole, like, you know, you never really know what you're dealing with if you don't know, like, you know, the whole crystals thing. I actually had this conversation with my middle school girls in Philandine. Really? Yeah, it was like one of those days. You were in the other room. Like she, she leads the high school girls ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, she's group. saying I do. Yes, I yeah. lead the high school girls and test as the middle school yes. girls. And this was like a weird day. I actually had like several panic attacks that day. Like some of those, some of these kids are. are, are it gets it, a little it, intense. It gets, it gets intense. Mm-hmm. It really does. But no one wanted to talk that day. And, you know, we could only sit, like, they tell us to sit in silence. But there's only so much silence you could sit in. I with never a, sit in silence, honestly. Dude. I just let the Holy Spirit go. Yeah. So, <laughs> and you know what? I actually did. Like, I was, like, praying with him because, like, I was already dealing with a panic attack. And, you know, I was like, you know what? Y'all don't want to talk. Okay. Let me pray us out. What, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. And, um somehow we got into the to the conversation of new age Mm -hmm. and um you know we were talking because uh one of the girls she was like saying all this stuff about like how she doesn't believe in astrology anymore and all the girls were like oh my gosh like it's so true and i was like okay let me pour into you like telling them like just because it's true doesn't mean you know it's good and i was like yeah there's like so many things and you know the occult and new age where you just don't even realize that it is and i was like for example the evil eye mm-hmm. and everybody was like wait everybody how is those, yeah, yeah she, they're like oh my gosh how is that like bad and i'm like it literally tells us the, the word Bible. evil right in it too <laughs> like, <laughs> i mean obviously you're wearing it for protection like yeah, yeah. it actually says in the bible like i'm not trying anything, to talk down to anybody that didn't realize i just yeah it's one of those things that like, yeah, we take for granted. Like there, mm-hmm. there are clear signs that we yeah. are used to ignoring. It's like, yeah, 
exactly and there's a lot of things that we're just like oh it's not that big of a deal people said it's also it's really good for you so i'm just gonna go ahead and do it because mm-hmm. that person said it was good for you but i told them i was like it literally says in the bible like don't wear anything on you that is gonna detach evil to against you mm-hmm. because something it, it's going to happen mm-hmm. regardless like the only thing that's going to protect you from evil is the blood of jesus yeah and i i told them that i was like y'all could come back to me later and i'll give you the exact scripture of what it is but i do know that that's there mm-hmm. and i was like when it comes to the evil eye i was like i'm sorry but that is a form of witchcraft mm-hmm. I kid you not, I probably had like 11 girls in that group that day, mm-hmm. and at least seven of them had like the evil eye bracelet on. Yeah, it's very popular right now. Yeah, and like I had to tell them like, you know, like, you know, what New Age is and the occult, and I was like, but honestly, like, I, I heard that Sarah lives a lot more, so if y'all really want to go into it, like, talk to Sarah, but yeah. like, um, you know, a lot of the girls were just like kind of like, like amazed that that was that that is witchcraft mm-hmm. to where i literally saw three girls throw away their Good. evil eye bracelet immediately that. Job, at yes. that day so i was like okay lord i see you like, sometimes that's like, <laughs> sometimes just saying it out loud it's like oh yeah okay that's all i needed like yeah thank you yeah yeah so it's like i think a lot of people don't realize like we both agree like a lot of people don't realize little things like that could be like a gateway yeah a gateway that's a perfect word but like what else is there there's the evil eye the crystals obviously astrology um like i have to be careful with numerology Ooh, i've never heard of that well good um (laughs) so i did a lot of numerology study and would wait for signs from my spirit guides with numbers oh that's what that is right. so like the, the it's 11, another 11. distortion where in the bible numbers have a specific meaning and significance and that was god's design right mm-hmm. you know you've heard seven is like the number of peace and rest or something like that right like and three is the the divine trinity mm-hmm. and creation and stuff like that well numerology takes those and twists them anyway so things like here's here's what i was going to get up with there's so many things it's in everything because every single thing under the sun that God created the enemy is trying to ruin yeah so you can find it anywhere but like pastor ed talks about how sometimes god gives him a little god wink because he sees the numbers 10 17 and that was his birthday and his um, yeah i'm talking about pastor ed stuff but he says this in public and <laughs> millions of people here well it's a pastor CBC. of cbc yeah but so he and he's broadcast throughout the entire world. So yeah. like this is not a just secret. Google Doctor Ed Newton. This is, yeah, that's, this is not a secret. But so ten seventeen was his birthday and his rebirth rebirth mm-hmm. day, right? When he gave his life to Christ at fifteen yeah. years old. And so every time he sees the numbers ten seventeen, like on the clock, it's like a little God week. and that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I have ruined numbers for myself by putting trust in them, mm. and therefore I don't let myself notice those things anymore mm-hmm. and so i think that's what my point of bringing that up was this caution nary tale a little bit of when i i remember in like fourth grade learning how, what a supernova and different types of stars blue dwarfs red dwarfs like the super giants all these different types of stars and the what the planets were made of and just being like this is beautiful oh my gosh god is so cool that he made all this like mm-hmm. i want to study 
the planets and the stars. Like, this is wonderful. And that love for God's handiwork got distorted into almost worshiping these things. And I, not that I ruined it because I can't ruin God's creation, but I have to be so careful about putting too much emphasis on things because I saw myself slip down that way. It's kind of like a recovering alcoholic, right? Like, I no alcohol. I mean, it's not necessarily good, but it ain't inherently <laughs> bad either. Yeah. But I've ruined it for myself, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And so it, it's like I don't want to point out all these different ways that people can slip in that. Oh, go find out and ruin yeah. it for yourself. Yeah. But it's just, man, God made some beautiful, amazing things. Like, let's just enjoy them the way he intended mm-hmm. instead of like putting too much into like it and just ruining it literally like disrupt everything yeah. and that okay so that makes sense i have heard of it i just didn't know it was called that yeah and because i i remember vividly november 11 2011 everybody yeah. was like oh my gosh it's 11 well and 11. that's again that's cute and fun and mm-hmm. i think that god has fun with numbers like that too yeah like, but like yeah yeah and like actually a coworker of mine he has 1111 tattooed on his wrist and i asked him what it was and he he gave me a weird answer but like i think i've seen like a picture i'm like i've seen a picture in my head like that i've seen on tiktok and it was i think it had numerology on it mm-hmm. and it had like all the numbers like like one 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 two 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 three 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 yeah Yeah, the angel angel numbers numbers. and like exactly what it like it really meant Mm -hmm. and then like i saw the number six 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 and it was like very positive very positive and i'm like how is this very positive if it literally (laughs) says in the bible that but yeah i'm like huh on that same token i will turn and say Oh, well, 666 isn't necessarily a bad number. It's just that it also represents the mark of the beast yeah. in that context. So just because you get change for $6.66 doesn't mean you're cursed. Let's not put, like, an onus on it. Like, you know Honestly, what I mean? it's like, so funny that you said that. Side note, I used to work at Starbucks, and if you ordered this drink they would in a very it. specific way, it comes out at $6.66. So they would round it down. I would literally be like, I don't like that number. I'm going to give you a small, like, discount. It will literally be, like, 10 16 cents, cents off. off to make it six fifty. Yep. Yeah. Yep, that's a common like, yeah, I, I thought that was funny because were, I, I was like that. <laughs> I know we're running, like, I don't know how long you normally make these things, but there were two more things on my heart to kind of talk about, If and if you want to edit them out, that's fine. No, talk no. about it. If it's on your heart, it means God's wanting to work in it, so um, well, go Now ahead. I'm blanking on the second one, so unless he brings it back, maybe not. I don't know. I had a whole lot of scriptures, too, but we haven't talked about those, but that's okay. Um, the thing that I think what I definitely wanted to share was um, for my testimony, as far as like anybody that's drawn to this stuff, Mm -hmm. you asked earlier, you said all things happen for a reason, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and it just sparked this memory for me of one of the comforts I have. And one of the things I try to speak into people that I know are going through this kind of like soul searching is this truth. And I think it's biblical and I'm meant to find the backup for it, but just that, the thing that God has called you to is the thing the enemy is going to attack. Yes. Right. Yes. I've actually talked about it in this podcast. 
on this like uh, the thought practice this, that you have yeah, yeah on yeah. this podcast i have i yeah. talked about the exact same thing right because the moment that god marks you mm-hmm. you are now yeah. like you have a bullseye mm-hmm. like the enemy is like uh-uh let's see what so yeah the things that he attacks me on are the things that i know god has called me to right 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 like for instance right now as a mom nothing bothers me except for when i feel like my son is under attack and it's like mm-hmm. oh no <laughs> yeah. you know or my ability as a mother is in question that that is the most harmful for me at this point in my life but the i was listening to um some training from several authoritative people um one of the things I, we talked about how i was reading about saul and like oh god says that it's it exists and it's real doesn't isn't necessarily good right but on the other hand, so I was reading this book. Is I think Sean Bowles. He's a well-known current New Covenant prophet. Mm-hmm. Um, he has several books that I highly recommend if this is something you're into. Um, because here's what I'm getting at. God gave me the gift of discerning experience mm-hmm. and prophecy and words of knowledge from a very young age. Yeah. And from a very young age, I've been attacked by mm-hmm. the enemy for that. Right. So the thing that I have learned is the gift is irrevocable when you're given the gift you have the gift yeah the problem is where the anointing lies Mm. so that gift was still mine when i chose to walk away from god but i was under the anointing of the enemy yeah for several years and that is huge and i feel like you could do a whole a whole other conversation on that seriously but that is important to remember whose kingdom are you working for yeah you know um, so I now, you know, in, in Corinthians, I think it's in Corinthians, um, Paul says, I hope that above all else you will seek out pro- the gift of prophecy. And it's not because that's like the ultimate, like you're better than everybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not about the gift. It's that prophecy cuts to the bone and marrow of, yeah. like, of what God's heart is for his people. Mm-hmm. And when you can look at someone and give them that word of like, intimate knowledge from the lord they can't question anymore that's a modern day miracle right so he says seek out the gifts fervently yeah you know if you if you desire the gifts of the spirit seek it out Mm -hmm. if you want a gift of discernment ask god for it if you want the gift of tongues start moving your mouth when you're praying (laughs) (laughs) if you want the gift of of you know music is a gift like start practicing like but seek it out fervently yeah because when i was seeking out to be a psychic i have spent lots of money and time and practice on it and i was open to criticism mm-hmm. like just to to see if i had what it took kind of thing and so now as a renewed reconciled believer that is my desires like god whatever this gift is you gave me i want to use it for you so i am that's why i'm like reading all these books and like mm-hmm. spending time um i have a sponsor and a therapist and a spiritual counselor and my women's pastor and my <laughs> older sister who's like been never strayed from the Lord in a day in her life. And I get counsel from wise people because plans succeed with the counsel of many, right? Yeah. And um and so one of the books by Sean Bowles, he he mentioned that the just like a person can be a born athlete, like they have the gift of athleticism, mm-hmm. you can choose to do what you want with it. You yeah. could be born as a gifted musician and you can go the famous Nashville mm-hmm. way and 
end up ruining your life sometimes. Yeah. Or you can use that to be a worship leader. It's up to you what you yeah. use your gifting for. And so when he, in his book, said a lot of times people that get sucked into the spiritual world have this natural gifting of discerning of spirits, of 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 hearing God's mm-hmm. voice clearly. But if we don't have a place or a pra- uh, uh, to practice and put that into perspective, then we get lost. Yeah. And so like my desire is to create this ability for young people that have that to talk about it because I was shunned mm-hmm. <laughs> as a kid for saying that I n- could hear God. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's heartbreaking. That's yeah. not what the church is supposed to be doing. Exactly. So I feel like if anything, if if you're listening to this and, and you're like feeling a little like, oh, well, man, I thought I was on to something, but you're telling me this is not of God. Like that desire that got put in you is for yeah. a purpose. And you may very well have a gifting that could be earth shattering. Yeah. You know, so seek out counsel that will help you put it in place. Yeah. Anyway, there's my spiel. <laughs> no, I love that because honestly, that was like one of the main conversations that we've had. Robert and I is the whole anointing on like what to do with your anointing um, when it comes to the gifts of the spirit. And I think it's really funny because like while we we're like deep into this conversation, like Pastor Ed actually did a sermon on the whole anointing of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And um no thank you for pouring that out because like I feel like there's a lot of times where we're just like kind of like going with emotions and like obviously I don't know if y'all could tell but like just because like we're here like just because we're like using a platform like this and like we are Christians doesn't necessarily mean we have it all together we still struggle like Mm -hmm. i mean you just said that you struggle like with cursing Mm -hmm. i struggle on a daily basis yeah but (laughs) i mean i work in a construction company so (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh and then there's also that one thing like you like side note there's a lot of side notes but like it also depends on who you surround yourself Mm -hmm. with Mm mm-hmm you know like how you said like you're you're working for a construction company it makes sense that that's something that you struggle with because of the surrounding that you're with you know robert on the other hand he works from home so he's here all the time with listening to joyce myers so it's a nice nice bubble that he lives in (laughs) it's a nice bubble enjoy the season (laughs) but like you know for me i feel like one of the main things that i just struggle with is knowing my worth Mm -hmm. you know um knowing where i stand with the lord and that's just a like something that i've really been struggling with huh sorry go ahead i just remember the other thing okay well we'll get to that but yeah like one of the things is just like what what i like where i where i'm at with the lord because it's like i have this podcast i've been busy haven't really been posting that's a different story Mm -hmm. sorry guys but um i have this ability to share jesus and a gift Yes, it is a gift. It is a gift. And one of my gifts is actually teaching, by the way. Mm-hmm. No, I've noticed. <laughs> Tess teaches very well at the landings. Thanks. 
um but yeah like it's leadership teaching discernment i don't know i, I think prophecy was one of them but i haven't even seen like really prophecy prophecy coming towards me i don't know like i'm just i'm just i'm on the struggle bus <laughs> and jesus is the one driving and i'm just like you know lord you just put me in the stop sign that you need me to be because i just don't know but anyways what were you gonna say no but that's a good point it's like i don't really know how this is gonna pan out god you're gonna have to show me because mm-hmm. i i'm on the bus just waiting for you to I'll just stay on as long off. as you want me to. Um, no, I was thinking like you're talking about like even like we never have it all together. I also in in this whole walk have really contemplated the the struggle of Paul, mm-hmm. um, having been Saul. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like. Um, There's so many conversations that we could have about this, man. So many. But <laughs> he's like, like number three on my list of like the meet and greet that I'm going to have in oh, heaven. Oh, man. Well, like, again, he just, this is how much my God loves me that he puts stories of people in the Bible to encourage me. Yeah. Because I, as far as you were saying, I struggle with my self worth. Like, I would have discounted myself to be able to serve God a long time ago mm-hmm. because of the crap that I have done. And mm-hmm. the lies I have told people, the ways I've discouraged. Like we were talking in our group the other day about have you ever discouraged someone from going to church? And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've told people flat out that church is a lie and they just want your money. I've said some terrible things. I have, And it was a moment of conviction for me too where yeah. I was like, am I the only one in this group that ever did that? You know, But this has been a prayer of mine for two years now mm-hmm. of – God, I'm so sorry for the people that I pointed the wrong way. Like, mm-hmm. I can see their faces. I have memories about them. There's a little bit, maybe a PTSD type thing going on. But I just want to, one of the questions or the favors, I guess, I've asked of God is like, let me lead at least that many people back to Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, not that I need to be the one that says the prayer with them and yeah. <laughs> sees them walk, but let my life be an example because man, I mean, I know I don't have to redeem myself. He's already redeemed me, but it's so hard to think about how much I love Jesus and yet how much I've broken his heart and, and hurt other people and led them the wrong way. And so then when I was having one of those really deep conversations about that with God, he reminded me of Saul and he's like, this man killed my people. This man sought them out pulled them out of their safe place and threw them in prison and persecuted them. And I chose to build my entire church through his ministry. Exactly. Like he wrote most of the new Testament. Exactly. He is my hero. Like, exactly. And he's like, if you think I can't use you. Yeah. You know, it, man, like yeah. <laughs> it's just like, God loves a comeback story. Oh, like yeah. major. And like, I feel like that's just the beauty. I feel like, with with Saul, you know, coming into Paul, God used this man for a reason because of that. Exactly that. If God mm-hmm. was able to use a murderer who literally killed people for the same man that he later then preached about, yeah, like if he's able to bring him, yeah, to him, because it's uh, it's the level of his conviction, yeah, like. You hear, like, when we're learning about how people grow in, in mm-hmm. our leadership classes, for for much who is, for those who much is forgiven, mm-hmm. that much more they love, right? Yeah. And 
it's like the conviction level that you have when you've seen the other side yeah. is so much deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I pray that not everybody has to experience that yeah. low, but let him make himself real to you without getting to that pull-up point mm-hmm. for one. But there's this level of like, right now I'm involved with, as I've mentioned a few times, so I'm not trying to plug it necessarily, but I'm involved with the prophetic ministry and um, I just don't have a fear of getting up and sharing what God's put on my heart with people because I've gotten up and shared crazy sounding things <laughs> mm-hmm. on the other side. I've seen some crazy things. I know that it's not a battle between flesh and blood, but between principalities, powers, and evil spirits. Exactly. Like my conviction is there. Mm-hmm. So when, when someone in my little church will say something like, does anybody have something the Lord's putting on their heart? Half the time I'm the one that's like, yup. Not because I think I have so much, think, so much to say, but because I have no, like, no reason to not share. Like, yeah. I just don't have fear of it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that fear was taken away because of the walk that God has allowed me to have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's, it's wonderfully strange and beautiful to me that as much as I can regret how things went those yeah. years, I can see how God's like, yeah, but watch. Like, yeah, um, it's all for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I feel like we had this conversation, Robert and I, we had this conversation the other day. Like if I was able to go back and like fix myself before I met you, knowing that everything would still be the same, I probably would do it. But knowing the God that I know now, I understand why he did put me through the things that I once went through Mm -hmm. because of what exactly he is calling me to whatever he's calling me to. I'm still trying to figure that out, but I know it was for a reason. Yeah. I know the reason why I went through what I went through was because it was going to come into his glory. Yeah. And like that, you can't stop God's glory. Like that's the thing I I was hearing somebody else say that day. Like, I don't want to steal God's glory. Like you can't, yeah. Like he's going to have his way. Okay. <laughs> but it is like the anointing doesn't, I mean, well, the anointing is like, he puts that on your life. You can't stop it once it's there. Yeah. But the gift doesn't go away just because you messed around. Mm-hmm. Like he had a purpose. Mm-hmm. He knew you in your mother's womb. Yep. Even in the dark places, he's with you. Mm-hmm. Psalm 139. Go memorize that chapter. It's so good. Amen. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah. It's good stuff. Hmm. I think that's it, huh? Mm, I don't have anything else. I'm empty. I don't, I don't think so either. I mean, I guess one thing mm-hmm. we could do since we were on the topic of new age mm-hmm. is like how, like if someone is here like thinking like, okay, what do I do if I am practicing new age? And I'm, you know, kind of deep into it, elbows deep, but like, what do I do now? Now that I know the truth, maybe the Holy Spirit used us to talk to you and say, like, this is not what I have called for you. If so, like, let that be it. Like, you are not called to be in that position practicing new age. I guess, like, what what is some way, what would you recommend to someone who is trying to get out mm-hmm. but not sure how to get out? Okay. I have two thoughts, and I do have two scriptures for both of those thoughts. Um, but I also have to make jokes because that's who I am. And so it's not a gang. It's not blood in, blood out. You can get out. Um, <laughs> just so, so, you know, it's not hopeless. <laughs> you can get out. But the, the first thought that came to my mind actually was, um, 
just ask the Lord to start showing you the truth behind it. Okay. Um, a big part of that for me is that I highly recommend is start talking to somebody about it because as we say in recovery, you're as sick as your secrets, but also what you don't bring into the light thrives in the dark. Yeah. And so the scripture that actually came to mind, I have it here when I was thinking that was, you know, there's a scripture in the Bible. Oh Lord, I'm going to forget what the reference is. It's Matthew 6, 23. It says, but when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. Mm -hmm. So, and that reminds me so much of what we were talking about earlier, where the whole new age culture is love and light, love and light. Mm -hmm. But if that light is not the light of Christ, it's not light. Exactly. How dark are your dark places? Mm -hmm. So start shining light on it by talking to Jesus, talking to a spiritually mature Christian, Mm -hmm. uh, call me. (laughs) <laughs> let's not call myself spiritually mature but i've been there and done that you can't yes. scare me you can't scare me um bring light bring it into the light what is brought into the light mm-hmm. is what's gonna make the difference there um and then the second verse that came to my mind was actually again if you're in new age you're probably meditating every day and one of the things about meditation oh sorry just thought of a third one is the idea of emptying yourself to see what comes in I did not know that. Yeah. Whoa. So <laughs> there's a scripture in Matthew also. Let me see if I can find it. Matthew's good. Matthew's the jam, man. <laughs> oh, I'm going to lose it. Let me see. Yeah. For if a demon leaves a house and goes into the desert for a while seeking rest, and finding none, then it will say to itself, I'll just return to the house from where I came from. And so it returns and finds that the house has been swept clean and made roomy. Then he will find seven more evil spirits to join him in that house and will be worse off than before. So anytime you are getting out of this, I physically took all of my tarot cards, crystals, sage, um, anything I use for rituals and the first step, I actually took as many as I could fit in a bag and I left them at the altar at CBC. And I'm sure they had fun finding that. <laughs> but it was an act of faith for me. I was like, God, I'm literally going to leave this here at the cross. It was at the foot of the cross there on the left side of the tra- stage. Um, and then throughout the rest of the couple years, I've just found more. And I'm like, oh, that's got to go. Throw in the trash. <laughs> like, so I'm emptying the house, but fill it back up with the things of Christ. Fill it back up. Like, I started buying instead of books on manifestation. I started buying books like unveiling Jesus. Oh my gosh. Unveiling Jesus by Trisha Gunn. Read it. It has nothing to do with the new age, but that book will fill you up <laughs> and, and just pour it in. When I started going to CBC celebrate recovery, I was going to something having to do with church or recovery five days out of the seven of every yeah. week, because I was like, I'm going to replace everything with mm-hmm. Jesus right now. So don't leave it empty. Um, and then there is a, a verse on meditation in Philippians 4, and it says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever's noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, lovely, lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. So when you are meditating, which is a form of prayer, you're supposed to be thinking on the things that God wants for you, yeah. all the holy and good things, because believe it or not, Jesus wants you to feel good. Yeah. He really likes you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so if you're finding yourself struggling with thoughts, replace them 
with good thoughts. Start learning what God thinks about you. That, again, is what prophecy is. It's literally seeing people the way God sees them and speaking that over them, not no longer speaking death over one yeah. another, but life. Yeah. Right? Okay. I'm done. Thanks. I love that. <laughs> you know, um, one other thing I remember hearing on another TikTok. How many TikToks have I How much time do you spend on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> it's on TikTok. It's Instagram. Real. I purposely deleted TikTok. I did too. And then they put them on Facebook Reels. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> So I can't get away from them. But anyways, this it's 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 filled with jesus amen but jesus anyways, talk um this guy was saying like he was comparing he was talking about squatters like usually when people are squatters they find an abandoned house they stay there until someone literally asks them to leave mm -hmm. and like he was like talking to this one guy and he was like like why like why do you stay there and he was like well it's literally free i stayed in this one place for five months and no one has told me anything so i'm gonna stay here and until they ask me to leave i will leave and he's like this is exactly how it is with a demon mm -hmm. like demons come into your house because it's empty mm -hmm. it doesn't have the holy spirit they don't have it doesn't authority. have anything there mm -hmm. so the demon's like perfect I'm going to stay here. And the only time that you're able, and it goes into that scripture too. The only time that the demon will actually leave is if you actually tell mm -hmm. him to. Because he has no authority. authority Jesus. Yes. Yeah. And the authority of Jesus, like they have to leave. Mm -hmm. They have to obey Christ. Like that is in their creation. They have to obey him. So it's like, it, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with new age it could be pornography alcoholism yeah anything there's many many ways that the world away, <laughs> yeah the, anything that's keeping you away from god you are like you are able to rebuke it in the name of jesus like i remember i was like the other day i was like thinking of just all of these negative thoughts and just like hearing the enemy just pouring in lies to me and i just immediately got up like i didn't get up but like i just like shot up and i was like I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like you do not belong in my mind. Please leave mm -hmm. immediately, right then and there. He left. The demon left, and I'm just like ended up praising God. I'm like, like Hallelujah! Like look how beautiful Jesus is because he has the ultimate authority of my life. And it's just a constant reminder that what we need to do as Christians. And I mean, obviously, if you're listening to my podcast, it is a Christian podcast. Much, in case very you likely, know. you're a Christian. <laughs> you're most likely going. You're most likely a Christian. And I just, I just pray over that you find the truth. And I mean, it's Jesus says it in the Bible that if you ask and you seek, if you knock, He will answer the door. He will, He will come to you. He will literally show you. All you have to do is, like you said, like Sarah said, is just ask Him. Mm -hmm. Reveal to me what you need me to do. Reveal to me the path that you want me to follow. Reveal to me the truth behind you know, what I'm doing in new age. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to leave it on that note. I really appreciate you for coming, Sarah. This was a really good conversation. Thank you so much for letting me talk. Yes. That was really quite lovely. I really appreciate it. Yes. I'm so glad you're welcome anytime. I love having people on the podcast cause it's not just me talking to myself. <laughs> so, um, yes. Thanks. Thank you again, Sarah, for joining me. Um, if you want to like follow her on something i'll put it down below if she allows me to if not i will edit this part out <laughs>
<laughs> but um yeah thank you again for staying for this um podcast i know it's kind of long but you know when the holy spirit moves he moves so alrighty. thank you sarah thank you high five <laughs> Alrighty, guys so i'll catch y'all next time bye guys